What's up, every? Uh, we're back to me doing production, man. They're na- <laughs> they're switched on the overlay. Nothing you can do about it. This is a podcast, and so who cares if everything's wrong on everyone's screens? It's Agrobarica, as per usual, and joined by Phase Three Playoff Champ Aurora, the support for the Tartarus Titans. Uh, Aurora, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, man. After a big dub. Are the names always swapped when I'm here? Yeah, it, or, is it, it's, it's or does it happen a lot? No, it's it, it happens a lot. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna be honest. It's funny. my fault. It's uh, I thought you guys joined. Uh-huh. It's about like when you guys joined the call, and I thought that Barra joined first, but he didn't, and so it's you know. How is this my fault? It isn't. I never said oh. it was your fault, Barra. You were getting oh. awfully defensive there, man. Okay. <laughs> well, I just assumed <laughs> that you were going to blame me. I eventually. take full responsibility, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the way it goes. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's how it is. Barra, can you believe we did our um, our our like live AMA Why are my last week? Sweaty? Yeah, you uh, no, I dude, I feel like this was a long week. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was a longer week than normal. It was like seven days, right? That's the normal week. Oh. Okay. It's going to be one of those. Well, then it was a normal week. This Look, I've watched eight hours of Smite today. I've watched 19 games of Smite. My brain is literal mush. So, so I'm ready for this so podcast. So you've downloaded everything that happened this weekend, basically. You've, uh-huh. got, you've got it all directly ingrained straight into your brain, is what you're telling and me. And I've kind of learned that I don't understand Smite currently. Ah. Yeah. Which, thankfully, we have someone here that does. Yeah, maybe Aurora could explain Smite to us, because uh, I clearly didn't either. Um, but let's uh, let's start off talking about the Phase 3 playoff, shall we? Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we started on Friday. Aurora's team got a bye, because they went off during the Phase 3 uh, regular season and group stages. Um, mm-hmm. So it started with you, Barra. You and uh, you and your boys kicked it off against the oh, Jade Dragons. Uh, woo And, um... <laughs> Look, we, sometimes yep. it happens. Uh, that set was game, not super close. No, game one, we <laughs> we drafted what we have been practicing a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get stomped that hard on something you practiced a lot, you kind of start scrambling. And that's kind of exactly what we did. Because yeah. we were like, going into game one, we are like, okay, we know we're going to get behind a little bit. That's fine. And then we're 5K down at, like, 13 minutes. And then we're like, okay, we gave up the first round of Golden Pyro, but we have to defend the next one. And now we're 5K down, our team comp can't kill anyone, so now we just lose the game, I guess? And then that's where we were. And then game two, uh, we got really split up at a gold fight and had a terrible gold fight. And game three, I think we just got way outdrafted again. I just think we... I don't know, we just seemed lost. Like, we seemed lost and we seemed like we were just spectating. Like, watching them play Smite. And that's not fun. I was kind of losing a game one, man, when it's a 4-0 game. And that's the the final tally, by the way, in kills. 4-0 for the Jade Dragons. And it's like, you guys couldn't defend first Phoenix, okay. Then the Mm -hmm. next Phoenix, like, alright. And then next Phoenix, and there's still no engage. And I'm kind of thinking, like, are we going to be doing anything here? And the answer yep. was just kind of no. Um, Aurora, you, I assume you were watching the set pretty closely because you were playing the winner uh, of it. What were your uh, What were your thoughts when watching this game? And pretend Bear is not here so you could be super mean to the Bolts if you want to be. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Please don't. I'll cry. <laughs> no, I just think the bolts should just pick pressure because they're playing against the dragons. You kind of have to pick pressure when you play the dragons or you lose the game. <laughs> Maybe against a different team it's okay, but the worst team to not pick pressure against is that team. <laughs> because I feel like out of all the teams in the league, you kind of have to change how you play against the dragons because that's what they do. And mm-hmm. it, that's what they've done for like a long time. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to you have to match it or pick more or you're just going to lose Aurora, eventually. are you telling me that the Kepri Charybdis <laughs> duo lane with Afro Kama mid that that's not going to that's not going to be getting the push. That's not going to be uh getting the pressure over there. We yeah, lost pressure cuz the mid jungle. <laughs> yeah, Kama Afro uh, bad mid pressure. That is a duo lane thing though. It is really frustrating when your mid jungle loses and then you're like and they're like why, why don't you guys have duo pressure? <laughs> like okay. <laughs> What do you they mean? Why don't we have duo pressure? If <laughs> the jungler comes over and it's like, hey, and then yeah. if you play, if you hit the wave, he's like, okay, it's time to kill you. And if you don't yeah. hit the wave, you have to sit there and watch them, watch you sit there because they're yep. just like, oh, if you walk up, you die. And then if you don't, then you, you don't get farm and then you're just behind mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, then you're just not having fun. Because Yo, I think the- you, you guys, you guys, game one died. They hit level five first, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just got double yeah. ulted and died. Ulted and if you had all those, you probably contest. But yep, yeah, you didn't. They have got the alphas because they walked into mid or they walked into duo jungle at like a minute. So we had to back up, and then we lost all pressure. And I didn't think Jake was gonna die. He got like they had a really good combo with like the Ganeshul, like up against the wall and jake was like here so we had to like walk through two jake, ticks jake played it okay though too he dodged didn't uh-huh. he dodge the ganesh three as well he just they're just level five so you just die there i feel like yep. mm-hmm. i think i could have potentially blocked an auto or two but i thought jake was going to be fine either way watching it back and like i don't know being like really critical of myself i could have potentially saved him i think but i had to like walk either through the ganesh or just like awkwardly in and as a carry in that situation you're just like eh. He's that fine. Seems weird. Yeah, he'll live, right? He's a he's a support. Who's oh, your yeah. guy's jungler that game? I forgot already. Kamazots. Oh, uh, Kama, yeah. Yeah, so you guys don't really have a, like a jungler with CC, so you're just like sitting there saying, okay, we're losing. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to keep losing. <laughs> That's basic. Yep. Yeah. We I lost. mean, if, you got, if they made a mistake, you had Zeus that game, though, right? They, they had Zeus. They oh, had, they yeah. had Zeus. Yeah, oh, you had Afro. Oh, I guess same thing though. You have Afro. If they make a mistake, maybe you guys get back in the game. But mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're just a good team when they get ahead. So it's just hard yep. to win when that happens. You yeah. get like against dragons, like you said, Aurora. Like if you don't match their pressure or beat them in pressure, you just get like choked out. Like they just control all the vision on the map, and then I don't feel safe stepping up to the wave because I don't know where Sam's yep. been for the last a minute and a half. And Sam's also the jungler that will sit there for a little bit and look for ganks on you. So, like, he, he was, like, Osiris, yep. like, game one and two, and then he was Finner game three. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I don't know. If I walk up, I get ganked and die. Like, uh, I don't know. It's such a hard situation. But, yeah, you're 100% right. And you basically get the nail on the head too. for a whole set. Yeah, oh, yeah, in game one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to, yep. uh, we'll get to that matchup in a minute. I, would, I do want to talk about the other... Uh, the other quarterfinal match, which was the Camelot Kings up against the Solar Scarabs. Um, this one was kind of a banger. 
went all five. Um, yep. And what were, I don't know, I, I kind of, I, I said it on the desk a little bit, but I came away from that first dragon set and like, I actually was able to take some time and prep for this land and like I played a lot more Smite and mm-hmm. I had a pretty good feeling of where I thought the meta would end up going. And it looked pretty similar to what the Jade Dragons were doing and so that's why I was pretty high on what, you know, on them during that set and mm-hmm. um, and in the on the desk for your set against them, Aurora. And then I kind of watched the Solar Scarabs and, and Camelot Kings set and this was not particularly clean smite from either side i'd say these games Mm -hmm. got kind of ugly um but both teams did do pretty good things but also didn't you know we did see some book of the dead from baronic and and a little bit from from big man as well but i was really convinced that that was like the the meta direction um that was trending so this was was kind of weird for me uh aurora i guess i'll ask you first what did you did you watch the set super closely and what did you take from it Oh uh, yeah, I watched the set. Um, the scarabs looked really good. I feel like um, the most was it game two that they won in like nineteen minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, they won in nineteen thirty-seven. They stomped them. That that was a really good game by them. I feel like I, that's probably the cleanest game out of like all the games in that set. Agreed. Um, but I feel like the scarabs were one. Like Stuart game five, he made like. Him and Inbound made like a really good play in dual lane that they double killed, like Nitrator, like a TP in into all. Mm-hmm. And then um, he landed and Inbound was there. Stu mm-hmm. dashes away, double root into all, into Flag, into Hachi all, and they kill both of them. And then they're like at like a huge advantage. And then. They walk up to solo side Phoenix and they're just there and they just oh. are like, okay, time to take damage and not use anything. <laughs> and then they kind of just took damage and they're like, oh no, I have to alt out after I'm like one HP. But I feel like they played really good, but then they did that. So it was just so un- unfortunate because I feel like they had a good shot of winning the set there if they, because they were in the driver's seat to win game five mm-hmm. for sure. And then they just did that. Yeah, um, I think that was game. I think then, that was game four. That uh, was it. Game four. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Were they were up two one. Four. Right. Were they yeah. up two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they were up two. Yeah. One. So yeah, game four. I guess then. So yeah, if, I thought they were going to take the set there, but then the Kings just bounced back after all that, and they just played it really well. Like from there out, like they capitalized on the mistakes that the Scarabs made, and they won. Yeah, I thought the the Kings really just counterpunched really well. Uh, in this set, Barra, what uh, as someone who just watched all the games today, what did you, what did you think about this set? Yep. Uh, kind of similar thoughts to Aurora. Um, I just feel like Scarabs are they're like really good, and then they'll just kind of throw it away, and then they'll have like so, like signs of brilliance again, and then they'll throw it away. And I just it kind of hurts me to watch because I kind of feel like. That's like season six, like SSG, mm-hmm. where like they'll they'll do really good, but they just won't win a set, and it seems weird because they're really good, but they'll just make like really simple mistakes sometimes, or just like way overextend. I don't know. And also, I think I saw a lot of double hunter in this set, and that yes. kind of surprised me because I thought mages were super strong. 
going into this weekend, but I guess sometimes you just get snuffed out by the double hunter. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I mean, Baronic played AMC really well. Um, mm-hmm. In particular, game two where they won super quickly. He pretty he struggled pretty hard. It looks like game five. Um, but game five, they got double killed in mid. I yeah. think at like the beginning of the game. That was yeah. like Baronic's best game probably this year. He played really well that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, that game too. Yeah, Baronic yeah. has clearly gotten a lot better like every phase, um, and that's a really good sign for the Scarabs. And and they they always take it to five, man. I don't know. <laughs> you know they always go five every time so whenever it's placement time you know you only have to win one more in order to not lose or in order to, to move on so you know maybe they can put it together but I, like you said barry it just feels like it's like okay they're doing good and what's gonna end up going wrong i think it's just because they're so scrappy so when you play that scrappily it's not like it's not calculated like I would say like Kings and Titans are way more calculated than a team like Scarabs. Like you, I mean, Titans seem to make a lot more intelligent decisions, and then Scarabs are just like, "Oh, you're here, so we're gonna fight you," and hope it turns out well. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I have a lot of respect for Scarabs, and a lot of respect playing against them, but just watching from a top-down perspective, it just seems messy. But I mean, to the same note, Kings seem just as messy in this set. Yeah, they did. They. The Kings played in a way that made me think that their set against Leviathans was going to be swift. That mm-hmm. I thought the Leviathans were going to come in and absolutely dominate them. Um, 
based on the way they played against the Scarabs, but obviously quite wrong. Uh, but we'll talk about that set in a little bit. Time to talk about uh, Aurora, your set up against the Jade Dragons. Um, in game one, they they get a very similar draft to what they were playing up against the Bolts. You know, the Zeus, the Ganesh, uh, Pressure Jungler, Achilles for fine okay. And you guys kind of got crushed. Uh, that was a 17 to 1 score line. And I already know the answer, but I feel like I need to ask this question anyways. It, like Barra said, when you when you kind of come into a set and you've been practicing one thing, and then you get absolutely dominated game one, sometimes it, it causes you to scramble a little bit. Did did the thought cross your mind? Like, did we? Or, you know, is what they're doing what we should be doing, or did you really uh, did you trust your process? Now we just, to be honest, we kind of rolled the dice in the first draft for fun <laughs> and it didn't roll into our favor so we kind of knew what we wanted to do in the second draft like after game one mm -hmm. but um i felt like they just like they're just a team if they get an advantage on you and they have good pressure picks they're just gonna beat you i feel like and we didn't have enough pressure game one in terms yeah. of what they had and they just played it very well like they always have so I thought your Ares pick in this game was so smart. Like, I was like, man, this Ares can totally just insta-carry this game if they don't fall too, fall too far behind. But like you said, the the mid-2v2 pressure just ended up kind of hosing you on this pick. Yeah, like. if, we won, if we won that fight when they went on Cyclone, we might have been able to bring the game back or at least stay close enough. But mm -hmm. we also lost the 2v2. But also, I, it was really kind of weird because... It takes a while to load into the game on our new server, so I'm like, so my, I was gonna go beads no matter what is my first relic, and I'm thinking I'm like, hmm, oh. maybe maybe I just go blink because it's like so good here, and I literally in that time loading in, I convinced myself that blink was better than beads, and realistically, I should have went beads in that first game, but it was it was fine. Yeah, that was a little bit unfortunate. I felt, dude, Benji, like, it got to the point where they were grouping and 5v5ing, and I think, like, two or three fights in a row, Benji just got Erlong ulted into Ganesh ulted and Insta died. Benji didn't have beads either. He also talked himself. I remember him saying in the game, I'm just going to get Sunder here instead of beads. And he's like, okay, that was not a good idea after the game was over. Because he literally just got CC chained down, so. Yeah. And then the adjustments, uh, the adjustments certainly came through. Uh, you guys just like insta banned Zeus. Uh, definitely took a lot of bans at Hurry. Your game two bans were Sol, Zhang, Zeus. Um, trying to take him off those picks. It, I feel like that obviously, you know, it worked out pretty well. But do you think it was just that adjustment for changing what they were playing in mid? Or were there other things you think you did that, uh, that made a big difference as well? Yeah, no, for sure that helped. Um, game two was really close, though. I feel like that it was. I just feel like our comp was a lot better than theirs. So if we got a real 5v5 against them, we were going to win. But they kept taking really good fights and forcing us into bad plays, which we kept falling for, which was bad by us. So they had a chance to win that game. Like, they easily could have gone up 2 0, and then who knows what, what would have happened in the set. But, mm -hmm. um, from the start, we all we just all kept saying our comp's better. We just need to f find a way to fight together, and we're going to win no matter what. And that's what we were able to do eventually. But Man, they, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
I'm I was going to say, I, like, I really thought with the way that all those fights were going in the early to mid game, like Sam was playing, Sam's scoreline doesn't look great here at two, three and nine, but he was going off. Like he was doing so much in that game. Oh my God. And, that, and that, that one play on Hachi, like that was nuts. That was not even a good play. That, what you, oh, come good, on. Okay, let, let me, good. let me, no, no. Okay. From my perspective, it's not a good play. Obviously, for the viewers and the casters, it's a good play. Mm -hmm. But I miss my shell on Cyclone. He literally kills him if my mm. shell hits. Mm. So, like, for me, I it's like a bronze level play by me. It felt like that game. I felt like I played like I was a bronze player. I literally walked. I was Ganesh walking down the street with one HP into an Achilles all at the end of the game. And I'm like, oh, I'm in execute range. I'm dead. I literally didn't even realize it was execute range. I literally walk into Achilles all and he kills me at the end of the game. And I was like, oh, shh. Oh, that's not good, I'm thinking. <laughs> but it ended up being fine. But, like, that play, if you watch back, go watch it back. I literally, he, he's Sir Ket tossing him. Mm -hmm. it, it, Sir mm -hmm. Ket's not going to insta-kill him off his ult. Right. If I just wait for after the toss and shell him, he dies there every time. But he tosses him away from my shell because I insta-shell like a idiot. Mm -hmm. And then... He dies. Like, the play... Okay, I shouldn't say the play... For me, though, from my perspective, the play wasn't very good. It was just me sure. making a huge mistake, which usually... Mm -hmm. That's what happens when really cool highlight plays happen is when a team makes a mistake. Sure. So, but from my perspective, it was just like, oh, my God, that was so bad. I could have just waited to shell him because he didn't one-shot him. Right. And as long as my shell went off, he would have lived for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. No, was that why Spinner dashed back in, like, so aggressively? Hmm? Was that why Spinner dashed back in? Because he got Sir Kettleton and then like dashed. Oh, he back just in. he just tried to kill him. That's why. Oh, okay. But because like he was he knew he was dead there, so he was just gonna try to trade. Sure. Yeah, I think that's. Oh fair. yeah. He, listen, yeah. I get it, Aurora. You know, no one gets three sixty alley ooped on without someone missing a rotation in basketball. You know that you're right. That is how the highlight plays happen. Yeah. That is, that is but no, I'm not saying he. That was like a bad play. It was just like totally. it, it was just. Oh, it's just so frustrating from my perspective because I just after the game I'm like I can't believe I missed my shell. Oh, like I walked out to go to the bathroom with Cyclone. I'm like I missed my shell on you. That was so bad. <laughs> and then I'm like I also walked into Achilles all at the end as well. That was that was the. F uh, we're That's why it's a team game. Did yeah, anyone exactly. was anyone watching the game or no? I want to go watch it back. I wonder if chat was I'm trying spamming. to find it right now. I wonder if people chat was spamming question marks. <laughs> Do Achilles because that was so bad. Oh yeah. my god! Fine, did have a very good game on the Achilles. Yeah, eight and two. Maybe should have been seven and two if Roy didn't gift him one there uh, at the end. But he did like forty k <laughs> damage on this pick. Was like yeah, absolutely yeah. going off. The play that was really good was the, that started that play. I think that Sam made is when he blinked on Cyclone. Like mm -hmm. that, that play is more impressive, honestly, to me because that was just he he just got behind us and he had a really good flank that started the fight that allowed Sam to make that play, mm -hmm. like in the first place. Yeah, because I, I don't know if he double stunned on Pyro, but I know he stunned Cyclone at least and basically made him Hachi ult because they knew. Th that he didn't have relics right and then we just in that instance too we played played it too fast and they responded to how we played it very well like we we didn't group up enough sure um yeah game games three and four then both i mean i, I said it uh at the end of the set 
you know, I've, I've been casting for a long time at this point. Um, and I don't know if I've ever seen a best of five go the way this one did, where one team absolutely dominates game one and then gets literal. I don't think I've ever seen in a best of five, a team get blanked in back-to-back games period. Yeah. But especially with the way that this set started, like. Didn't that happen today too? Um, I don't think, did you guys, was, was <laughs> did there you guys a, make him kill this? Yeah, you guys a, owned them, but you didn't. They didn't have zero game, kills, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Game three was eleven to one, and game four was seventeen to zero. Jeez, yeah. This is. I was actually talking with um, Answer <laughs> about this before before the podcast. I feel like right now, I would not describe Smite as super snowbally, but maybe I should be because we see so many shutouts. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we've seen way more shutouts this year. Why do you think that that is, Barra? I think it's just really hard to kill people right now. Like, if frontliners don't want to die, they don't have to die. And, mm-hmm. like, most frontliners will die in a fight because they're overextending, trying to make, like, too much room. Or it's, like, the very end of a fight and everyone's just dying at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really hard to kill frontliners at, like, past a certain point. I think their builds just come online so fast. But if you, like... If you're a carry and you get behind against a frontliner right now, like I'll be like tied in gold with support players. And at, if you're at that point, you can't win. Like right. you can't kill yeah, you anyone. Can't play. You auto attack for 70. Like I say that all the time, man. If I'm playing ranked and I press tab and the enemy support is the same level and same gold as me, well, realistically, yeah. they'd be the same level and have more gold than me if that if yeah. they're their starters. <laughs> I don't want to play the game anymore. Like nothing yeah. breaks my mental faster than that. Um, because they do more damage than me and don't take any and have CC. So, uh, but that's how it's always been in Smite. Maybe that's just happening more frequently. I don't know, Aurora. What are your thoughts on that? I just feel like the teams just, like, over the years, like, people have just gotten a lot better at, like, playing the map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually think, like, you're saying how the Scarabs play is sometimes bad, but it's also really good sometimes because they can make kills happen out of because a lot of a lot of teams like when they get behind they want to just try to take the smart play and do things but some like the famous line of season five smite that sino would always say is if we get behind we have to clown it's time to clown (laughs) we got a clown at fire so that's what we'd always do we go to fire and we would just fight it if we're behind or ahead no matter what and we would just we would just play stupid because it's yep. the best way to play when you're behind. Because you at that point, if you're there's a point in the game like today in game one, we could talk about it later. But I just want to bring it up because a mm-hmm. good comparison. We were super far behind and we were just trying to play the map like too smart. I feel like mm-hmm. we needed to play more dumb to get back into the game. Like something we had to do something stupid that they're like, what are they doing? And then and then it works for us and we get back in the game because. Teams nowadays are, like, way too good at um, finishing off the game. And teams don't make as many mistakes as they do anymore if if both teams are playing um, the map really well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to play the map kind of stupid sometimes. I don't know. It, maybe not stupid is the word, but that's no, what I, I feel like at least. Across. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I, like the, the way the Scarabs play sometimes, like, it looks bad maybe, but maybe it's the best way they could play the game if they get behind kind of i don't know yeah they're probably they're probably the best team at at doing that like when they get behind they could bring it back in yeah no Mm -hmm. i totally agree with you and i think that it's something that i try and 
illustrate whenever teams do that on the cast is, you know, if let's say that you're 10K down and you play everything, you play the map perfectly in order to not get, just insta-lose the game. And it's all in the name of setting up a fight on your Phoenix five minutes from now where your chances of winning that fight and and then winning the game are like 10%. Like you've got 10% chance to win mm-hmm. that win that fight and win the game eventually. They have to make a mistake, yeah. Right. But if we just say, whatever, we're going to go raw pull fire and maybe they just don't show up, maybe that's a 12% chance to win the game. And so that two, you know, it's still like, it doesn't look good. It still likely doesn't work, but I'd take the, if, if we're, if we can map it all out, the 12% chance is better than the 10% chance. So Uh, we should do it. Like it's basically our game one against dragons. Like us watching doesn't do anything. Right. So we have to do something that they won't expect. But then it's like, if when you're in the game, you're like, oh, we can't kill their support. If we five-man solo, we probably can't kill that guy either. <laughs> so in the, like, in the game, you're like, we can't kill hard. anyone. Yeah. But from a top-down perspective, you're just like, you guys have to do something. You have to do anything because you're literally just bleeding out. Like, you you have to do something. Yeah, with every then, objective they get, your percentage dips and dips yeah. and dips. And, and then dips. you're 10K down and you have an afro mid, so you can't do damage to frontline. You're just like, you end the game, 4K damage, the enemy ADC has 6K damage, and you're just like... Yep. Barn burger of a game. Really enjoyed that one. Like, I don't know. That's the doing nothing and losing has to be the worst feeling ever. Yep. Like I've been a part of many of those games, so it just feels really bad. Yeah, definitely not fun. Um, I did want to talk about this game four draft in this uh, semifinal set of roar because mm-hmm. your Kepri was uh, a standout during phase two playoffs. You didn't play it a ton this weekend, but it looked really good in this game in particular. And I was pretty critical of the Pele pick on the desk. Um, is that like, uh, for, for either one of you, I suppose, I feel like in that position, Pele is like the exact type of God that Kepri wants to play against. That's pretty single target wants to trade one for one against a high priority target in the late game. And obviously Kepri is, is pretty good against that. And Sam did get to see almost the whole draft. Uh, it was only the Charybdis that was picked after it. Um, what I, I think Pele is good right now for the record. I think that's like a playable jungler, but didn't love it uh, in that draft in particular. Uh, Aurora, what did how did you feel about that pick for Sam? I think I love I like playing Pele a lot actually. Um, yeah. So like that character, if you just get going on it, you can kind of it doesn't matter what you're playing against. So I don't. You just can uh, win basically. If you just get, if you get like a couple kills and you start snowballing and get items on, you just like you ult someone. I don't even think it matters if they kept re-alt. Like you just you have so much damage. You have two ones. Your ult does AOE splash damage. I don't know. Like if you get going, it's really easy to win mm-hmm. on that god. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was like an okay pick, and I think a lot of the picks that Sam played. A lot were banned besides Osiris, I think. I might be wrong, though. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm looking so, at your bands. You guys banned Erlong and Susano and had picked Kama. Um, I think I was saying on the desk, I wanted I wanted him to pick either Thana or a Willix. Because you guys had um, 
Kamazots and Tiamat, and they had Ganesh, Mulan, Soul, three gods with knockups, and Sam's really good at a Willix. So if they, you know, if they wanted to pick pressure junglers, that felt like a little bit easier to execute. But I mean, no assassin is great into Kepri because that's what you want to do. It's like dump your buttons into one guy and insta kill them. But mm. I don't I know. That's that's what I wanted. You can- you can make an argument that Pele is maybe a little bit better because I feel like he does AOE. You can hit multiple people like in a fight with Pele's abilities. And I feel like a lot of assassins don't do that. Like there's like Susano all like Osiris is like one of the pixie plays. Like it's kind of more single target than Pele in my opinion. Right. Um, I don't know. It's it's obviously like Kepri's just good into junglers. Like right. It's just rough for them. So. But I think it was like if you get going on a jungler right now, they're just you. Bear knows how strong junglers are when they yep. get going. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Pele's a pretty good one if you get rolling. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I feel like it's what we talked about just before that, but in a pick form. Mm-hmm. Like what you just did the last uh, two games hasn't been working. I just want to pick a comfort pick or a smork pick. I mean, their whole draft seems like Comfort slash Smork to me. Yep. Like, it's Mulan, Pele, Soul, I mean, Ganesh, whatever, you're facilitating at least, and then AMC. But the problem is that they're not actually, like, getting a lead in this game. They're not... Like, if Scarabs were playing this draft, it'd be messy. Yeah. But with Dragons playing this, I don't know if they get in their head against Titans or something, but they just seem to play the map slower mm-hmm. or, like, more respectfully, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like the Pele should basically be ulting off of cooldown in any lane and just forcing plays. And Because if you get a lead with that draft, you can snuff him out. But if you don't do anything with that draft, then you're awkwardly at a 5v5 at gold, and you're like, what's our engage? Like, what are we doing here? Or I saw you smiling. Classic. Were you, uh, were, you, were you smiling about the Ganesh and it being first yeah, pick in the set? Yeah, that's, I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were. Best guy in the game, baby, Ganesh. <laughs> the most Ophi character in the game. I hate that character. He, he literally counters, I've been saying this, he counters every god. He has a silence. He's literally the best character in the game. You can I ask Moswell. It's true. I will say, Aurora, that uh, that you're, you can't speak whenever you're using your two has become... <laughs> I still, like, I'll go and playtest uh, once a week with design and that kind of stuff. And if anyone's playing Ganesh, they, anyone will, everyone will say it as soon as you're tuing someone. That you, you gotta let them know. That they the counter. Speak. You gotta call Ganesh the counter. He's the counter. He counters everybody. Just like Paul Pierce was the truth, Ganesh is yeah. the counter. That's, uh, that's all there is to it. Aurora, I knew <laughs> it was either that you were smiling about Ganesh or that you were smiling about Mint Mobile's brand new deal. That they got going on. I thought it might be that. Because here's the deal, fellas. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. That's crazy. Three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. We've been using this uh, Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and I gotta say, it's the perfect time to switch. Barra, I mean, imagine, but Destiny already uh-huh. saved so much money whenever you guys switched to Mint Mobile, but... An infinite amount of money, actually. Infinite, yeah. is actually rich now. We're actually making because, money. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Mint Mobile basically pays them at this point. I guess they kind of do, huh? Because they sponsored this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. 
Barra, imagine if Destiny would have gotten buy three months, get three months free with this mm-hmm. holiday deal. That's uh, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, but we're still making money, so it's fine. Okay, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. We're 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 rich now. We we have reached the limit of infinite money. <laughs> Aurora, you're doing great to help us sell us, man. Keep it up. Uh, <laughs> Aurora's giving us the thumbs up and the nod this whole time. Uh, I was dying at Aurora. Listen, here's the deal uh, with Mint Mobile, guys. It is a great idea for a holiday gift for someone you don't. Everyone needs a phone plan. If you don't know what to get a fam, a family member or something like that, buy three months of Mint Mobile for them. They get three months free. They get to keep their phone number. They get to keep all their contacts. They get to keep their phone. And their plan comes with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So, for a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com backliners. That's mintmobile.com backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com backliners. There you have it, fellas. There you go. Good well holiday gift idea. Um, all right. Leviathans and Kings, the other semifinal. Like I said, I thought this set was going to be fast. Um, yep. The Kings did not look particularly clean, but like we discussed, the Scarabs kind of make you play that way at times. Leviathans mm-hmm. um, did come in looking really good. In game one, they like absolutely owned them. 15-2. to two. Was never really that close, it felt like. Zap was going hammy salami on the Artemis uh, in this game. I was very jealous of him. <laughs> I feel like all hunters want to be playing Artemis these days. Like, She's just so much fun, dude. Just, But, yeah, but until your board doesn't do what you want, and then you go... Boinker's just going through the team fight. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's stunned. And you see like 500, 600 on their back line. You're like, nice, I won the I fight. I did that. <laughs> Guys, did that. We just came, you just inspired me for a beautiful uh, Artemis skin concept there, Aurora. What about pin, uh, um, pinball Artemis? Oh my God. Oh, you know, like the, the alt just is like a ball and it makes like the ding, 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 ding sound. <laughs> that's actually everyone. genius, bro. Wait, that's yeah. actually sick. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I'm writing it down, baby. Oh. I know where to take that too. But it takes a long time for skins to come out. So like oh. season 10, here we come for, for <laughs> nice. Artemis. Um, yeah. Okay. But then the King's going to bounce back in this set. Uh, Aurora, again, obviously watching the set pretty closely. What, what did you see? I want to talk about game five, like, separately, almost, because that one was a particular tilter for me. Um, but through the first four games of this set, uh, what were some of your takeaways? Yeah, going to the set, I thought it was going to be pretty close, because um, I thought the Kings would play better, because that was, like, their first game at land. So I thought, I actually thought there was probably a good chance that the Scarabs could maybe take the set, because they're a team that plays... Can just can just sneak one away from you, especially if you're not ready. Like, mm-hmm. and that was their first set against them. And then going into this set, I thought they were gonna play a lot better. Um, Leviathans came in game one; they played really well. And then it was back and forth from there. And then game five, like you're saying, I thought that their draft was pretty good, but the way they executed the very late game was kind of weird, especially coming from the Leviathans, because I always feel like they play the late game fights pretty well, but they kind of i don't know i just feel like they were rushed it like uncharacteristically from them like they're usually more more calculated and um willing to take fights that 
they can they can play together as more. Yeah. Cause like like the one fight that sticks out to me is when Zap pulled Fire Giant after they got them off fire. They did a lot of poke to them. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he pulled it because there was a fire wave going to the Titan. Yep. And I feel like if oh. they just didn't pull fire there, they would have won the game probably. If they just sent um Panatone back or someone back to clear the wave, mm-hmm. they that team couldn't pull fire at that point. They could have got their Phoenix back up. And like Jarkor was playing Ardeo and they had Sylvanas, right? Yep. They Ardeo Sylvanas Raw. Yep. So they had Sylv Rahil. Um the Kings took a lot of poke. They literally have like the Ra has no pen either, so like he's not doing any damage, but like he has Rod of Asclepius, so like they should play to that item and like actually heal and just sit back and watch them and be like, let them pull fire. Because when Zap pulled that, both Rangu and Jarkor walked up and they both took so much damage and it was just really bad for them because then I think I, did both of them end up dying? I don't. It's been. Did you watch the set, Barry? Do you remember? I'm trying to speed through it. Uh, I I think. I'm trying to remember as well. One one, one one or two of them died, and then the game's just over. Like if you lose your front line like that, the game's over. Because I feel like there's no way the kings can do fire there, mm-hmm. and then they're just Sylvanas Raw. Why don't they just heal to full health and then like get their Phoenix back? Because they they have Kali as well. That game, like yeah. they're gonna oh. they're gonna just do really well in team fights i feel like if uh i linked it in discord they yeah. do it i don't know i, I remember right seeing now. that and i was like a little confused and also i was confused kind of that whole game of game five because i felt like it seemed like they weren't actually out healing them like during yeah. the game like but they have a raw sylv but then and every poke fight was like healing they but it was like, like going even well, yeah, but it was going even because the Kings, like, had every anti-heal item they could, basically. They had an Ankh, they had a Divine, they had a Brawlers, they had a Pestilence. Well, so I they mean, were like, over out of 100% combat. anti-healed, like, in the fights. They, could, you can't heal, they couldn't heal in the fights, basically, at all, because they mm-hmm. were 100% anti-healed. And there's an argument to be made, you know, it's sometimes there is such a thing as drafting too much healing because then their anti-heal items become super efficient against a lot of players on your team. Like, I don't love picking mm-hmm. Kali with a bunch of healers because you want them to feel bad about having to build anti-heal against the Kali, but if you're building it against the Ra Sylvanas Ardeo anyways, and then the Kali doesn't get resets, then you're like, oh, great. I don't have to really worry about that a whole lot. So I don't love that aspect of their draft, but look, I want to be very clear. Shinto is one of the best mid laners to ever play the game. Total Beast, have endless respect for his game. But this build is griefing. Like, it's a griefing build, straight up. Number one, Aurora, you know, if you're comfortable talking about it, they played Sylvanas a couple times alongside a healer, and Rongyu never got Lotus Crown. I know Lotus Crown got nerfed, but, like, if you want the Lotus Crown, I'd much rather have it on Sylvanas than Rod. Is it, like, unpickable on that god, or what? Yeah, I don't, uh, the Ra must have wanted it. It's like what I think. Yeah, Just, and that made no sense yeah. to me because they had Hunbats and Double Guardian and Heimdall. Like that Ra, if that Ra's getting killed, the fight's already over. Like Hunbats just doesn't have mm-hmm. enough damage to kill you as Ra because you already get prots from your heal. So like, I, I really don't feel like through Relics, Shinto should ever die. He ends the game 0-0-3. And maybe it's because he built Lotus Crown E-Staff 
Asclepius. But I feel like this comp had so much frontline setup. It they, the Kings had really struggled against like Death Ball, like running at them. And if he just goes like power and one shot someone with his snipe, or they just completely ignore the fight and only focus on the objectives. And in order to do it, in order to secure the most easily, you need power. Then either one of those avenues is way better than trying to like six item Asclepius. Like you said, you want to play around that, but like fights are over so quickly at that point that, and they were so anti-healed that I don't know if you can play around it in the fight. It's only out of combat that that Asclepius matters to you at all. And I feel like you should be full healing basically anyways, it, because your heal scales off power, so if he just built power, he would have full healed them in the, uh, out of combat anyways. I don't know. This game was a tilter, man. Uh, yeah. I, I just, like, it's like, a, a, I, I feel like this team has been so good during during the season, and they've gotten so much better about not falling into these types of traps. And, you know, I'm not going to say it was the pressure or anything like that, because it's impossible to say. They could have just had a, had a rough game regardless uh, of when that was going to be, but just so many times I'm always trying to give benefit to the players because they're, they're the ones out there doing it and they're practicing and they know what they're doing. But this one, I felt like there were so many clear interaction points that the Leviathans just didn't hit. Yeah. I'm not sure which one's right. Honestly. I mean, I know from scrimming a lot in this current meta that it feels like if you're not dying, you're winning. So I feel like maybe that was his thought process for that build. It has but to be, I feel like. Yeah, it has definitely to be. seeing from a top-down perspective, it looked kind of weird because I mean I assumed you're drafting the Kali for like a spot CC to like raw combo with, but sure. if you're doing that, then your raw should be going damage. Right. But I yeah, I don't know. The, just watching these two teams play, they're just very slow-paced games and very like methodical and very neutral objective based so i guess that he was thinking if he could just stay alive on like a immobile mage i guess he's winning mm -hmm. but yeah i i don't disagree with your point i'm just not sure what's what's right because the mage builds like i was kind of on your ship uh aggro i thought the book build was like completely op yeah like i thought that build was just insane like especially yeah. after uh feels the really dragon to play against <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure does the dragon set in game two i got zong one two for one k yep. and i was like <laughs> hello that was he's, he's got two items and uh he just one k'd me yeah he has a breastplate sorry sorry i walked near you sir We'll do that again. Um, yeah, like in scrims, that build felt really insane to play against. I'm not sure about the spiking of it in mid or whatever. Like if it feels good or feels bad to buy. Sure. But playing against it in team fights seems pretty OP. So I'm not sure why he went for the. I don't know. I also agree with the Lotus Crown. I think Lotus Crown is probably one of Silv's best items. Dude, it's so but broken I, on that yeah. god. I can't imagine but playing I, Sylvanas and not wanting that that item. But I know getting Thebes, I wouldn't say it's like a selfish thing, but it feels really good when you get the item finished. Like, you feel like unkillable, especially as Silv, like, running on the map. You just feel like you can't die. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just a spectator. I've, what was banned that game? 
there was um, a lot of mages gone, right? He, yeah. Uh, Afro Hell and Morgan Le Fay were banned by the Kings, and Oleron got banned. Tia, yeah, they, right? they picked Tiamat top yeah. two, and they last picked the Raw. And I think Raw can be really good in this meta. I'm kind of just a Raw believer, um, but not with this build. Um, I just think... Like, the other thought process for me is, I don't know how much they played Raw in scrims. We scrimmed them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, the thing is, is that the that build, like, going Lotus Crown on Hell and stuff is, like, really strong. Right. So maybe they just thought, I'm just going to play the Raw, like, the Hell. Right. The other two games, it's... they had it. The, he built Lotus Crown on Afro and on Hell. And I like it both yeah. on those picks because those picks need to be closer to deal their damage. But Raw mm-hmm. gets to do his damage from far away. So yeah. you don't need the prots. So that's my thought process, at least. Like, it's good on those characters, and he's been playing. He probably played those characters more in practice. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Ra's another healer. Ra's good with Kali. I'll just get the Lotus Crown again and run it back. Even though, like, maybe it wasn't the best pickup, but, like, I can see his thought process why it would be good, at least, in my like that's what I think. Definitely. And even if the the Kings Kings draft looks a little bit different, like, if it's you know, Kamazot's Nike or Kamazot's Achilles and, like, I, I'm getting dove by physicals, then it makes more sense to me there, too. But, like I said, I just don't think Hunbat's, like... If Hunbat's is killing me, we lost, man. Like, and they had Sobek, too, right? Right, so, and they had yeah. Sobek, so no traditional warrior, so... Bit yeah, of, I think having you know, Penn's definitely good there, probably, but it's just... it's just I just think they're we're so practiced on playing that style with the other healers and i don't know how much they played raw in scrims i don't even remember if they played it against us in scrims mm-hmm. so maybe they just like let's just do it again i'll just do it on raw this time if they're gonna ban all the other gods because he's a good raw player historically so yep that's very good that's what i feel like his process was yeah one last like little hindsight hairy thing for me yeah if he did go full damage and he did go raw to Hootie, he can probably secure that fire giant way easier. Exactly. Because they were dancing around that thing for a long time, and I don't think his snipe safely does enough damage to secure fire. Yep. Like in a hundred percent game five situation. Yep. So if he's full offense raw, that thing's chunking. Yep. So you can probably make that play a little easier, but obviously that's super hindsight. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course. But that's what that's what a podcast is, Barra. That's what we're here to do, True. baby. True. Also. Shoutouts to Nitroid for Aegising every raw Dude, all that his game. Aegises were even, so good. But he didn't even need to Aegis it because it hit him for 300. I know, it did no damage at all, but my man was ready. <laughs> he was just Aegising it anyways. It was just it was funny though. As a he, just kept, he just kept repassive and it only does like three, four hundred. He's just Aegising it on demand. It was great. But I just want to give shoutouts to that though, because I just it noticed it when I was watching, he Aegis like everything perfectly. It was really good. Dude, okay, I was talking um, with some people before this weekend, and Netrioid uh, is such like an interesting playstyle, and I figured out exactly what it is. Tell me if you guys agree. Netrioid okay. is Arkill 2.0. He's exa- he, I feel like he's exactly like Arkill in so many ways. Like, he's got... He has... Uh, traditionally, his god pool has been fairly small, though it has expanded over these last few weeks, so gotta give him credit there. But he, like, Mm -hmm. looks unbeatable on, like, two to three gods and struggles at times on other ones. That's been the storyline for him during a lot of this year. And will will absolutely embarrass people regularly and make them look foolish. But then also sometimes just, like, forget to press his relics and lose (laughs) his team a fight. Like, 
I feel like he's just like Arkill. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? That's that's a fair comparison. Uh, I oh, he doesn't play Uller though, right? He does not play Uller. That's the Arkill special. Arkill, Arkill was a good. So what were Arkill's gods? Bear knows better than me. Probably it was, it was Honor, Uller, Honor, Rama? and Rom. I feel like yeah, that's what I was going to say. The three and Chernabog. Yep. Those those were yeah. like the Arkill. Oh gods. yeah, he slam dunked me on Bog. That's right. Yeah, those were the Arkill gods. And Netroid has his man. He's got Iza. He's got Heim, you know, he's got, and, and he's got Rom, like, he's got R. those. R.I.P. Jingwei. Yeah, R.I.P. That's Jingwei. Fa- God's dead. That's fair. Dude, Jingwei's the worst character, man. Like, she feels uh, so bad. Yeah, she doesn't feel great. No, she's <laughs> just, even when she's good, she's bad. She's literally the worst, the best worst character that's ever been in the game, in my opinion. Well, m- listen, all we gotta do is put, is get, give her Fatalis back on her three, and I'll bet you she'd feel real good. Oh, yeah. You know, Jingwei is the geb of hunters because like True. as a support player you don't want to and as a hunter player you don't want to geb in your lane on your team so it's really yeah. funny so if, if they're ever mixed that's like the that's the lane right there that's the ultimate duo way, gab, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gab, please lose. take our purples yeah, I'll see you in 20 minutes. Yeah, Hopefully we don't want our purples mind. anyways. Uh, that, that's definitely the comp to pick. Um, all right, finals today. Uh, Kings go up 2-0. <laughs> kind of similar question to you, Aurora. Did you, did, were, you, were, you doubting, were you doubting at any point whenever you guys were down 2-0? Uh, Cyclo said it the best, honestly. It didn't even feel like we were down 2-0. I don't know why, but it just didn't. It was really weird. Like I don't even know sign. how to explain it. Like, That's we, so like, lucky, dude. We were we were down to him, but it just didn't feel like it. We were just like, okay, it's time to play more spike. Bear, did it feel like you were down 2-0 against the Dragons? Yeah. Okay, I've had the mentality that Aurora's had sometimes, and it's just like, oh, we're not actually losing. We're still going to win. And then you have the sets where you're actually down 2-0, and you're like, well, here we go. Hopefully <laughs> game three returns around. But yeah, I... It's just weird. Sometimes that just happens. Like, your whole team's just, like, you've got that confident vibe going for you, and you're just like, well, we're going to win, so it doesn't really matter. I don't know. That's yeah. It's a very lucky mentality. I don't know if it's, like, RNG, you wake up that morning or what, but, yeah, I've definitely felt that. felt good. I don't know. I was like, it's we're fine. Like, especially game two, we, we're going to win the game right there if someone backed, and Cyclone said that someone should have backed there, but I misheard him, and I'm like, I thought he said that Scylla was going to contest fire, so I'm calling to like oh. look for the Scylla instead. But he's, he actually said someone needs to back, and then no one else was thinking that way besides him. And I what he said, he said back. He should have said, like, I told him he needed to say, like, backdoor or Titan, and I would have understood mm. what he was saying better. Mm. But he actually said, and I just, like... He did, he probably said I just misheard him like completely, and then it was just because mm-hmm. if one person backed the game, we have EFG. Our Phoenix is coming back up. We're gonna win that game. Like we have healing. If, right. Like we're, we're I shouldn't say we're gonna win the game, but we're in a good spot there. <laughs> You're like, pretty heavily you know, favored. Yeah. Um. So after that game, we're just like, dang, that sucks. But like, as long as we don't make a mistake like that again, and we just continue to play in team fight well like we got this at least mm-hmm. it felt like yeah game three um you guys dominate 11 to 1 wasn't super close uh 
Big Man did put out a ton of damage on Tiamat this game. Holy, he did 27k. Um, but that one wasn't super close. Game four, I went to get Zaxby's for lunch, and the game was over by the time I got back. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, that was something, I suppose. But looks like uh, your right side of the map kind of just went off. Benji and Layers went 11-0, and um, and you're winning a lot of games where that happens. Benji was having fun, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, and then game five, this game, man, this is just going to become the aggro complains about mid-builds podcast at some point. <laughs> but I hated this build from Big Man Tings, man. I, it, it's, it's, it's really, I've always been a hater of Kronos, or of like CDR Scylla. I feel like Scylla's whole identity is that I want to kill the first person I hit. Like I want every button to basically kill someone. And Kronos Pennant just mm-hmm. doesn't do that for you. And he didn't have any pen until his sixth item. I don't know, man. I'm just a huge hater of CDR Scylla. He did it in game two. It ended up working. But, like... Crush passive. Yeah, crush <laughs> passive's there, man. Oh, you got crushed for, like, 390 at 30 minutes into the game. And I'm like, if that's <laughs> happening, what's the point? I tried to lose us that game right there. That was so bad. Oh, my God. I literally saw Scylla dash, and I'm like, Scylla dash? We literally, I saw her dash over the wall, and, like, Lair's like, yeah, kill him. And he like, sitting here. Me and Lair's were, like, the clown squad. <laughs> that game, we we were talking about it before. We're like, yeah, we're just going to, we we know what we want to do. We're going to play it this way. And then I see Scylla like, Scylla dash, still dash. And I, and I start jumping at her. And then Layers blinks on her off my knockup. We get her Aegis. And I start alting. And Layers like, Scylla's getting pulled. Scylla's getting pulled. And Cyclone's like, no, she's not. She's not getting pulled. <laughs> so funny. It's like someone just like then, like by fire like she's not like, yeah, <laughs> she's not yeah she, she's not getting if we're just in there and that was and I don't know that was bad and we could we they could have started coming back off that play um I ended up dying they didn't they tried pulling fire I think and then um I I wasn't dead so I didn't see what happened I was walking back but they got they got twig really low they and they got his mantle I think. And then they had to back up, and then we were just able to reset and then do what we wanted to do, like, in the first place. <laughs> I saw that Scylla dash, and I almost lost us the game, because she, she was, like, that build, the one thing about that build is, when you have that build, you cannot, you cannot kill her. Like, she has a 1,000 health shield, sure. so, like, even if she dashes like that, you don't want to go on her, because she's going to get into her nest. Yeah, but Aurora, she still has 100 health up. shield. She has 1,000 health shield whenever you go Soul Reaver third, then Obshard fourth, and then Rod fifth. Like, you still have the shield. The yeah. Kronos Fennet doesn't give you outright mana. It's only MP5. Dude, that is a big shield, though. Holy, she, he literally heals her She gets the same shield, man. She gets the same shield. Yeah. Yeah, the clip you linked right when I went out of her, her dash was down, and then yeah, yeah I don't know that fight was so bad. <laughs> it's like, I, and I didn't even realize that's how I died. That I could have lived there. I just realized 
I died to civil. I was like, what killed me? I thought I died to Suzanne. I was like, I was like, dude, there's our OP. That's what I was thinking in my head when I died there. I was like, how does Suzano kill me? But I guess it was the civil now watching it back because that's the first time I saw it. Yeah, you got kind of yeah, because yep. Twig was on me. I'm like, how does he kill me from that much health? Yeah, Silo Alt will help. Junglers. OP junglers. Yeah. Hey, I'm right there with you. Uh, <laughs> Barra, overall thoughts on uh, on this set. Worth noting, by the way, that the kill count in total for this set, the Titans got 47, the Kings got 16. So it wasn't... Uh, the kill count what? does not... A game five set maybe doesn't do, do justice to the to the kill counts at the very least. But I, I guess a lot we of did the last three. We did a nothing play like you guys did against the Dragons in the first two Woo! games, kind of. We yeah, did nothing. You, we sat there and said, you guys can win. <laughs> <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah. Now give it to them. Here you go. Uh, yeah, they had four kills in the last three games. <laughs> yeah. Four kills in the last three games. That's uh, That's how it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, Barry, your thoughts? Um, I thought you guys were going to get 3-0'd, honestly. Like, from a top-down perspective, I was like, there's no way they can mentally come back. And then in talking to you now, it's like, you didn't even care. Like, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter that you lost two games. Like, who cares? But from a top-down perspective, it looks like so much different or looks so much more, like, stressful, I guess, from actually being in the moment with the mental that you guys have. And so I thought you guys were done. And then it was just like one fight turned into another fight, into another one. And then Kings, after it was like game four, I kind of knew that you guys had won because Kings just looked like on their cams. They just looked done. And I was like, oh, oh no. Like they look stressed out. And then in game five, uh, I think it was when they traded the map 50-50 at two minutes and like, uh, Twig went to red and perp to invade, and then they just left Harry on the island. I was like, the game's over. You can't do that to a rat solo. You can't just put him on an island and like, good luck over there. And uh, he just never came back in the game from my perspective. Playing ranked in solo, I know it's not really the same as comp, but like losing yeah. your blue is like a character that you feel like you shouldn't lose your blue on feels bad. <laughs> yeah. And yep. I think he made like two tilt plays after that. After it was like after a second or third blue they invaded, he just like Benji, like he dashed into Benji and then Benji forced his ult. And I was like, yeah, that the game's over. Like Harry's not going to be able to make like a good impact like he normally does on Rat. And I think, it was, yeah, he lost his tier one. He was like three levels down against the Nike. Like the Nike's obviously just going to run the game and ruin the backliner's lives while you're behind Rat tank. Like, you won't do like anything that game. You won't make an impact. The okay. backliners have no respect for you. Okay. Last thing I'm going to say about it. It's just okay. crazy that Big oh Man my built gosh. no pen when the Nike was going to, like, you, you know the Nike's huge. You know you got to kill that guy at some point. Uh-huh. You need pen to kill him. And he goes, Chronos penned it, man. I was literally, he had full bulwark before the Chronos pen it was done. And I was like, surely he he makes it Charon's here because he, Otherwise, they never kill Benji until he has six items. And then he didn't. I just, I need to talk to a math guy about these mage builds. Dude, that's what Cyclone was saying. He's like, the mages really need a math guy. Dude, <laughs> like the hunters have. They do. <laughs> they do. Make sense. How I can do. you not build pin? That'd be like an ADC building like trans and like full like blood forge. 
and yeah, then just no, building all you get those no items. Axie, you get no wind demon, and then six yeah. item, and then like you finish your starter, and then six item you go dominance and go. That should yeah. be good enough. Like I got him now. <laughs> <laughs> no man, you need pen. Maybe it's good. Maybe I'll go trans Bloodforge Devo's oboe, <laughs> and then see if it works. You see know, if it works. See, see what happens. It, to be fair, like talking to Moswell, like he doesn't like the pen either, but he said like Eastaff, like he said he tested it himself, like against tanks, like Eastaff does more than pen would do. Sure. That's tank. Crazy. And that and yeah, so, I've talked to Moswell a little bit, I've talked to yeah. Murray a little bit, but I think that it's so important, like at your three item power spike, yeah, Eastaff's good. But what about at four items? Is it better to have Eastaff or twenty percent pen and five and like finishing well, your starter and all that kind of stuff? Like it's well, not the, just about the those moments, you know. Well, the thing is, you 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 have to buy Soul Reaver. Like it's yes. just better mm-hmm. than pen as well. So like because like the mage build right now, like since they nerfed Chiron's coin, like they took what t- how much power? Twenty power off? It was or like something? ten or twenty. Yeah, it's now a yeah. seventy power item. So yeah. 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 So like you don't get that anymore. So you get. What do you get first? You either get you get Chronos Pen at Book of Thoth, or what's the other item That's they go? Much it. Water, is that it? Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. Morgan will go Doom Orb sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doom Doom. So you get Morgan is like Morgan's not even a mage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but so yeah, you have you have Chronos Pen or Book of Thoth, and then like after that, the book Book of Thoth build, you want to go Breastplate or Book of the Dead, right? Is your yeah, second item that, in that build, right? And but, then like. But that's why I really like that build because it's super easy to go Book of Thoth, Book of the Dead, Soul Reaver third because it doesn't feel as bad to go Soul Reaver third because you're double dipping on Book of the Dead passive. And then you can get Obshard fourth. And that, like the difference between getting Obshard fourth and Obshard sixth because everyone's finishing their starters first, like I think is so yeah. – that's such a – you know, it's, it's 15 minutes, especially through like the, the late game. Yeah, um, the problem there, though, which every mage says, which I believe, because I feel it too, if they don't go breastplate, even with Book of the Dead, if a jungler blinks on them, they're going to die, because the jungle items are, like, insane right now, so I feel like that's why, in my opinion, like, if junglers weren't so, like, powerful, the mage Mm. build would probably be better, because, like, I feel like, like, like on the healers too, look at the healers. They get they get Lotus Crown yeah. for the jungler. That's why right. they go it. Like, <laughs> right. Like they're like these mage builds aren't like they're not trying to go full damage because the junglers just if they see them not have defense, mm-hmm. they're just gonna go on the mid laner and kill him for free. Like it doesn't matter where he's at, he's gonna get blinked on and die. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 why I feel like because like you you have to build so like that's like that build. So what is what did Shinto go on Ra again? I, I still disagree with the Eslipius last. He probably should have got pen six item at least. But what did he go first on the Ra Chronos that game? It. it was yeah. He went Chronos. Yeah, so he went Chronos. Chronos. Pen, yeah. So he went Sans Chronos pendant Lotus Crown. Right. Yep. So Lotus, uh, like, half, Soul Reaver. Yeah. I don't think. Lotus Crown, like I agree as well that it's probably better on Silve that game. Mm-hmm. But the reason he's getting it is for for the jungler, even if it's just the Humbots, because right. junglers are that strong. Like mm-hmm. without that, he's gonna get blink ulted. Even if he beads it early game, he gets one shot by the Humbots if he doesn't have prots. Because yeah. junglers just do that much damage. Right. Like you need prots as a mid laner right now to live a jungle. Cause like 
the ju- like jungle damage is just crazy, and that's why everybody's going defense in mid for sure. All right, nerf junglers, you you sold that me, Roar. Let's uh, let's get we'll get that done. You know, we'll take these pesky <laughs> junglers out of the meta, and uh, and then we can and then we can make it work. Um, or maybe we just uh, everyone just one shots each other, and it's more fun that way. And that's the way I think Smite is the most fun. Yeah, personally. I do. I like the jungle thing is crazy though. Like think about it. Like these mid laners are complaining about like not being able to kill tanks, but. They could kill tanks because you're complaining right now. Why don't they go pen? If they go pen, they can kill the tanks. But if they go pen, they die to the jungler. So, like that's that's the problem right there. Like they they have, I think that you can make an argument maybe that the coin nerf was a lot or something. Like maybe, but I feel like the bigger thing is like all the maces got buffed and the junglers just one shot you now. Yeah, and it's like. And if you just let them one shot you, you're never gonna win a fight. Right. Yeah. You and you're not getting gonna, one shot. You're not gonna have Aegis either, like because like if a jungler backs and buys Jotuns or Crusher or Brawlers, like they sure they took five power off of Jotuns. It's forty five now, but they have <laughs> seven more power on Bumba's Dagger. That's fifty two power. You go yep. Crusher. Is what's Crusher? Is it forty power with? the passive or is it 50 power now i know brawlers 40. is 50 yeah it's 40 power it was 30 before i think they gave it 10 more power mm-hmm. they also gave bumba seven more 47 power with a ticking dot that scales up i don't know it's just like they they have to itemize against the, the there's too many classes that the mid laners have to itemize for and that's their issue right now yeah it's tough like if they didn't hit, i agree with yeah. you there I actually think mid's the worst role. I by a mile, it's easy, easy for me to say because yeah. because it's just too too many things you have to build for. You have to kill frontliners. You have to also live to the jungler. So like, <laughs> or just let your ADC die the jungler while you free cast. Yeah, that that yeah that as well. It's just like oh, smile it's just so bad. <laughs> just little, smile, cheeky little. Don't worry, smile. man. I'll die. <laughs> They can dive me. You're just a little, uh, you're just a tasty little piece of meat, Barry. That's all there is Look, to it. I'll double relic. I'll dash away. I'll buy time. You know, you you, you free cast. You know. So it's that's fun. where we probably saw hunters mid as well because they they deal easy. They they have an easier time to deal with junglers. Like they can trade them mm-hmm. way better because right. I can go like the mids. Big man was playing. He goes a jungler item. Same thing with AMC. So True. they're just as strong. So they can fight back. And then they're hunters at the end of the game. Sure, their team's gonna have like really good itemized builds to deal with like a double hunter backline, but they they at least have like comparable damage to a mage, even when their team is completely itemized. But they also mm-hmm. can fight a jungler, and then they have the ability to do objectives. So I don't know. That's what I think. It's just it's really hard to be a mage. I 100% agree right now. Yeah. So that's why people pick Morgan because she's not a mage. There you go. I just you become just the assassin. Class. Yeah, you just become yeah. the assassin with all the maces, yeah. and then uh, then it feels good. Dude, playing it's two Nikes or two Cthulhu's or two assassins. It's it's so fun, actually. It's so yeah, fun. you love it. It looks like you love yeah. it. Yeah, playing it's two Cthulhu's. I mean, this guy right here, he knows. You literally <laughs> can't see anything on your screen. You can't. It's it's just there. There's just so many effects and animations just flying around every which way, and then you get double knocked up, double slash, double like healed yeah. against. Like it's they're it's just so speeding nice. each other up. Yep, and you just get run over. You're like, nice, cool. I can really fight back here. 
the best feeling is when you're in the middle of one of those team fights with both losers <laughs> on your team, <laughs> and they're both healthy, and you're like, okay, I'm just yep. walking with them. <laughs> you feel like you're like a kid walking across the street, like yeah. when your parents are holding each of your hands, you're like, they're Come swinging on, Mom and you. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's the way it feels, just walking through a team fight. Just you don't, you don't got a care in the world, baby. They can't hit you if they tried. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. All right, well, uh, Aurora, congratulations on the win. Uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Always love having you, and um, and that'll do it for us this week. Uh, this was uh, this this episode went a little long, but it was all good. So uh, yeah, so no, we're all. I out. looked down and I was like, oh, we're at like eight forty-five. I feel like we just started. I know. I feel talking. like we just started. Well, last week's episode was so long that maybe that's just uh, true. That's just the way it feels. Yeah. But, um, right. Well, ha- I hope everyone uh, who celebrates is having a good Thanksgiving. Um, that'll be good. That is not going to be our random question of the week, though, Barra, because that's going to be saved for next week. Oh, our random I question of the we week this that. week is uh, is brought to you uh, by by my lovely wife, who had a good idea, but it's inspired because we were watching Hey Arnold recently, which is on Hulu. Good show. Great show. Good show. And Great story. Great show. The The reality is, is that Arnold has the coolest bedroom of all time. Like, by far. That loft bedroom where he pull, you gotta pull down the stairs, he walks oh, up, true. you got the huge skylight, the couch that comes out of the wall. It's just a vibe. I want to be in Arnold's bedroom. And so, the question, the random question of the week is, what is there like a... A dream room or a dream home, you know, yard sort of thing that you have. You know, let's say you're going on Property Brothers and you have Mm. a a $4 million budget like everyone does on that show for some reason. (laughs) Um, And you get to have whatever. Because I would have them build me an exact replica of Arnold's bedroom. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. Um, I just want a pool. I want a nice private backyard and a pool. That's kind of just all i want because privacy is a big thing for me because i mean i had a nosy neighbor and they kind of just stared at me every time i went outside oh, yeah so, i remember since then, that nosy neighbor that was weird yeah <laughs> i really value privacy and want trees around my whole you know bushes all that fun stuff yeah. and i just want a pool i've always enjoyed swimming and i want just one of those nice big pools that i can just feel like i can just go outside in my own private backyard go for a swim and uh, just enjoy the outdoors and Dude, not feel like someone's staring at me. Bear, I have to tell you, there's a golf course we go to often. And uh, on one of the holes, it like someone's backyard is pretty close to it. And they have the most perfect... Ba- we, we joke all the time that we're just going to like break into this house and live there. Because their backyard is so perfect. They have this pool with these like jets. And it looks oh. like the most comfortable... They got like a little nice little overhang. They planted a palm tree back there. Like, it is unreal. It looks like the, the greatest backyard of all time. So when you said that, I instantly pictured that backyard. Oh, and you'd, I need you'd to edit right. mine. Be good. Uh, like a Florida-esque backyard with, like, the little, like, white rocks around it, you know? Oh, okay. I love those little... They're, like, soft on your feet, and they feel yeah. good. Okay. And then also, a little garden. You know, just a little garden. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm finished. Sorry. Aurora, what's... Uh, you got anything that comes to mind? All right. Sorry, this is not answer the question, but yeah. on the topic of Hey Arnold, what's so what's it called? Like really quick, what's it called if you have a memory of something, but you, you don't know if it's real 
or if, uh, or if it's not real. What's that called? I, but I anyways, know, but I know what you mean anyways, exactly. On the topic of Hey Arnold, every time someone brings up Hey Arnold, the first episode that pops up into my head is the episode, and I don't even know if this is a real episode. I need to go back and watch it because I haven't watched it in so long. Is where Gerald, that's his best friend's name, right? Yeah. So Gerald, either, I don't remember if he gets kicked out or if he moves out of his house and he's doing laundry for the first time and he does it wrong because he doesn't separate his whites from his colors and Mm -hmm. uses the wrong temperature. Is that an actual episode or not? I do not remember, but it very well could be. I've only seen the first like three episodes again. Okay, because I, yeah, Mandela effect, someone singing chat. I I don't know if that's real, because that's the first thing that pops into my head, that episode. And I don't know if I'm making this up, because I did watch Hey Arnold, like, a really good amount when I was younger. But, like, for whatever reason, I just think of that episode, I don't Mm. know if that's real. I did, I was saying, it's funny that he mixed up his his whites and his colors, because he always only wears that red long sleeve shirt with 33 (laughs) on it. And I was saying that I want a shirt that just looks like that. I just want, like, a, a, a... long sleeve baseball tee that's red with 33 and like one person's ever gonna get it but we'll be boys you know right afterwards someone's got to tell me if they know eventually though let me know because i I was actually gonna tweet that the like literally two weeks ago i was thinking about it because i was i was talking to somebody about hey arnold and i'm like do you remember that episode and they're like i mean i don't remember specific it's been a while since i watched it no i remember reason, one specific episode but i think it's the one everyone remembers and it's the stoop kid episode and it was it's, yeah. it's very oh, early yeah. in the show that stoop yeah. kid's afraid to leave a stoop great <laughs> great episode um all right how about uh how about the the dream house or dream room sort of thing Aurora? oh dream house dream room um oh someone in chat saying it it's real Nice. Gerald moves out. Yes, dude. Okay. <laughs> That's go. amazing. Season That's two. good to know. I, got, I think it was one of my friends. I got I to gotta tell him, like, it's real. Because they were like, I don't know if that's real. I'm like, I, that's what I remember. <laughs> um, but house. I just, I don't know, just some place that's like, n- uh, I don't want to live. Basically, I just don't want to live in like a city area. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want a nice place that's just away kind of from everything. That's not really, like, in the middle of nowhere that's still access to other places. But I don't want to be, like, dead in the city and just a good place to, like, chill out by yourself. Like, maybe have, like, a garden or something. But it's also a lot of fun if you have, like, guests and friends over. I think that'd be a really cool place to have. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, my God. What was I about to say? I was going to say Agra's something. about to have a whole spiel. No. Not not me. Really? Man. Literally never. What do you I mean? I thought you were going to have a whole like oh monetization God, of like, I'm going to spend this hundred thousand here, this hundred thousand here. No, I just want Harold's bedroom. That was what it was about, though. Oh. This Something that makes me mad about Property Brothers and all these other HGTV shows mm-hmm. is like a couple come on and they'll be, you know, the they'll be like, yeah, my job is that I walk dogs with three legs and my job is oh, yeah. that, that I paint the wings of bees for for people who harvest their honey and our budget is three million dollars and it's like where are you you guys have the weirdest jobs that can't make this much money and they always have these insane budgets like where do they 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 have to just make them up they have to give them Uh, hetv must be giving them the money i heard that they had already purchased the house or the property before all of the shows and then they just show the other two houses or whatever. 
Oh, and Love It like or List content. It? Yeah, I, I heard that about Love It or List It as well, that that, uh, that that happens in that show. But, like, you know, for these renovations, it'll be, like, you know, these these crazy jobs that can't make that much money. That They just they just do it, you know? They just they got the or budget. They Good go for them. Really far in debt. Or they just go really far in debt. And if I have to be really far in debt in order to have Arnold's bedroom, then that's what I'll do. Because think of how how much fun I'd have up there. All right, that'll do it, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Make sure you're giving us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're uh, wherever you're listening or watching. Um, as well as you head on over to mintmobile.com slash backliners for $15 a month premium wireless service. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, hopefully you get to spend it with some friends or family or both. Um, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Backliners. We'll see you then. Thanks again. Barra, you know what to do. Bye. He's still got oh, it. Oh, man, that was clean. That was clean. That was pretty good, actually.